0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 435 of Longbox Heroes. This is Joe and Todd. Todd, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing fantastic, can't get enough of this lovely day I'm having, and ready to do some podcasting.
1: You know, I want to put this out here, I know you, uh, much like myself, is a podcast connoisseur, (laughs)
0: listen
1: to dozens and dozens of podcasts on a daily basis.
0: I'm a coinosaur. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, I feel as though, at least to my trained ear, you and I have distinct voices,
0: I would say I have, you know, a great vocal presence, yes.
1: But here we are after 435 episodes of this show, 220 of the other show. I always introduce ourselves at the top.
0: I think that's form for anything, isn't it?
1: There are so many podcasts that I listen to where, you know, there'll be two people, maybe sometimes three. And then other times they'll have jam sessions where they'll have like six people around. I almost swore there. And nobody gets introduced. (laughs) Some people are talking off mic. Some people are on mic. um, And it gets very confusing as an old man.
0: People eating peanuts into the microphone.
1: Right. You know, uh, crinkling tin foil up against the microphone.
0: Oh.
1: Popping their pop filter. That sort of thing.
0: I'm a pee popper myself. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I always like to make sure that, you know, whether this is your first episode or your 435th episode, you know that it's Joe and Todd here. And if it's not Joe and Todd, we'll tell you up front. If <laughs> Joe's not here or if Todd's not here, we'll let you know before you're a minute into the show. So you can s- scram moose if you don't want to hear the show without one or both of us.
0: I, we are we are looking for other people to fill those chairs if anything ever happens.
1: Mm. I got nothing to say about that.
0: Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of snow lately, so you may need <laughs> someone to replace me, Joe.
1: But anyway, I, I made a joke on At Odds with Wrestling this past week where uh, I off the cuff misread an emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam was saying some woman is on his like love list or whatever, but he used a heart emoji, mm-hmm. and I said, "I go, uh, this girl is on your heart list. She a donor? Do you are you in need?" <laughs> And quick on his uh, quick goat thinking on his part, he goes, no, that's your other co-host. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, you'll that never listen true.
1: to ad Odds with Wrestling, so.
0: That is true. Well, there was a At Odds with Wrestling Twitter feed that helped me with that, but that just stopped, so I'm uh-huh. upset.
1: Anyway, enough about the other shows. They'll get their plugs a little bit later on. Uh, we do have news to talk about, and I promise you, this is not a repeat news segment. <laughs> I swear, this is not a repeat news segment. Uh, a little bit of conversation about uh, conventions, not too, too much. Uh, digital sales and freebies, of course. What we read this past week, which was Guardians of the Galaxy, number one from Marvel, and Naomi, number one from DC. What we're most looking forward to coming out this week, Todd's Art Attack, and the return of TV talk as The Flash is back.
0: hmm
1: Back again. And this is how we're telling you, our friends. So the reason I say, Todd, that this is not a repeat, this is a new episode of the show. <laughs> uh, we are now at three weeks in a row where one of our news stories is Doomsday Clock number nine is late.
0: Uh, we should just have one of those bits where it's like we just change the date that it's coming out. It's like Doomsday Clock has been moved to, you know... October 30th.
1: (laughs) Right, and I have from two weeks ago, uh, you know, our bet where, you know, you feel that it will end before November of this year. I don't feel
0: strongly anymore, let me put it
1: that way. (laughs) And and again, when we're on three weeks in a row where it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed, and I'm almost certain that when this episode gets posted, by the end of the day on Wednesday, there'll be yet another news story of this book being late. Mm Mm-hmm. Where then the bet is going to change? Will will the series end by November? To will the episode come? The issue of uh number nine come out in December or November or whatever? I don't know, man. This is I I don't know what to say about this. It's it's frustrating when your big event book that has marquee creators on it can't meet its deadlines and they've given themselves so much padding they change it to a bi-monthly schedule
0: i don't know and and i don't know who it is anymore you know what i mean like because i'm hearing rumblings that you know like you think it would be uh gary frank you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but like now i'm hearing rumblings like shazam's gonna start being late so is it jeff johns or is it Gary Frank and, you know, uh, I can't think of who's drawing Shazam right now. Um, but it's like, and it's the book, it's the book, like we always say this, like like you said, it's not a repeat episode. It's the book that everything's hanging its hat on at DC and everything's got to be in a holding pattern yeah. until it happens. I mean, you know, we, this is becoming, this is becoming like Secret Wars-esque, you know, like fantastic.
1: Now I I know we probably talked about this in the past, but it bears repeating again cuz this is in the news again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is this Jeff Johns' way of holding on to "quote unquote his vision of the DC universe before the Bendis vision of the DC universe completely takes over?
0: I, are you are you asking me if Jeff Johns is pulling a power move
1: intentionally or unintentionally? Like, I'd like to think that Jeff Johns is not that sort of guy, and maybe he's just doing it in kind of a – maybe he's doing it in a passive way where he's like, well, when this issue comes out number 12, then that's the end, you know, of my things that I'm doing at DC.
0: But it's probably not. But you just think they're going to hand the the reins to Brian Michael Bendis for the next big event.
1: Well – He's already taken over um, Superman. He essentially has the Superman universe cornered. Mm-hmm. Superman's a big part of Doomsday Clock. Uh, just this month, he's rolled out the whole uh, Wonder Comics line with all the teen characters, right? Right. And allegedly in this week's issue of Action Comics is the beginning of some sort of new big thing that's going to do something with the DC Universe.
0: Uh, The next crisis is
1: like what, what, right. And that's the thing. Is this just like, is, is this like Bendis has this grand scheme of whatever it is that he wants to do and he can't do it until doomsday clock is done. So that's why he's throwing out all these other projects. They're burning off like all of his stuff that would have been max books, like cover and Scarlet and all that sort of stuff which was probably already done, and they're just burning it all off because he can't do that next big thing that he has until Doomsday Clock is done. The longer it takes Doomsday Clock to be done, the longer it is until Bendis rolls in and essentially puts his stamp with his crossover on the DC Universe, which I'm sure DC wants. Like, here's Bendis, the guy who did all these great story arcs, you know, from Siege to Civil War II and all these things in between, and now he's gonna put his unique stamp on the DC universe as a whole, and the DC universe will never be the same again. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just think there's more going. Like, I don't know. It could be that. That's something that I wouldn't even know where to begin to speculate on. Right. But I just think it's it's a mix of Jeff Johns now and Gary Frank. I mean, like, did, did somebody run over Gary Frank's hand with a steamroller? Because he. Uh, I, I honestly think it's rewrites because Gary Frank put out like a sh- uh, a tweet the other day. It's like, well, you know what? We're running late, but here's a page that from it that was changed. So we're not using anymore. And I'm like, you can't even get the book out. Like, and you have finished pages mm-hmm. that you're not using. Like, what's up with that? i uh, if, if I had to hazard a guess, if I had to hazard, a, ha, blah, hazard a guess, it's Dan Didio, like, mix, stirring the pot and changing things and direction wise. Cause, you know, from a lot of things that I've heard over the years, he, like, he's almost the editor with ADD. So I, I don't know. I think it's that. I think many, many plates are spinning as we thought we got away from this with DC, but yet here we are. Like, it's just, nothing can stay the course for too long, it's gotta change, and changing stuff sets everything back. Right, and the other
1: thing is, of course, this is all just rumor and innuendo at this point as well, that there's been a lot of restructuring alleged to be going on over at DC, a lot of people maybe losing their jobs out of high-profile positions, so maybe that could be part of it as well, because wasn't uh Jeff Johns part of the office, as it were?
0: Yes. And, like, Dan, you know, there was rumors Dan was going down again. And, like, Dan Didio is like the Rasputin of comic book editors, man. You just cannot take him out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that might be part of it. I think the juggling might, you know, and then now you have new people in charge-ish, and it's like, well, we're going this way now. Right. To me, that could, that would be maddening if that's the truth.
1: Now, again, this could just be another random thing moving on, or this could be a, where there's smoke, there's fire sort of thing. So we always like to keep an eye on different books that get canceled and solicited. We have a list of a couple things from the most recent DC solicitations. But one, uh, that just recently got canceled is the Batman Hush Omnibus. Right. Uh, with, you know, stuff by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee, Jim Lee, who's at a big position over at DC. And this is not only the main Hush storyline, but this is also some of the follow-up stuff that happened in some of the ancillary Bat books, even stuff that happened in like the Secret Files and Wizard mail-away books, right? Mm-hmm. So here it is, this big omnibus. It's Batman, for crime in lee's sake. And that gets canceled, now, how does something reprinting Batman stuff get cancelled?
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know. The only thing I can think of is I've been reading stuff after that black, uh, black mirror, after that, what was the, the black label, uh, the Batman damned, that everything is getting super scrutinized, uh, before it goes out. I, I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Mm hmm. Other than that, I can't. I always thought Batman was a moneymaker, you know. Right,
1: and and that's the thing. It's like how many printings of there are are there of. you know, we joke about it all the time. Batman Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, um, Killing Joke, all these different things. Like, they just keep shuffling these things out, shuffling these things out. And, you know, Hush is a more new creation of a Batman villain. And I know a lot of people were speculating that it was that Mark Chiacchetto, that one editor that got let go mm-hmm. uh, with all this restructuring. He was, like, the biggest name, at least in the comic side, that got let go, uh, that he was the one that kind of put that project together and that maybe him getting let go means that any of the stuff that he had in the pipeline gets canceled. Right. Or anything that bears his name gets canceled. Or is it a Jim Lee thing? Or is it a Jeff Loeb thing? Like, a, I could see not happy about it when the third of five trades of scalped reprints get canceled,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's Batman, man.
0: The only thing, like one of the things that I, that I think of is like, is it them just realizing, hey, maybe we've reached saturation with this story? Like, we can only put out Hush so many times, so often. I, I don't know because I look at it too. Like, I, Sandman, I'm I'm a Sandman guy. At one point, I had the hard covers, the soft covers, the absolutes, the the issues, and then it was like, okay, we're putting out the annotated version, and I'm like, all right, you, you know what, you we're done here. Like you are not getting any more money unless it's an absolute, which I, I love those. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting, I'm just thinking like, I think, yeah, there is a hush. There is a hush black and white. There's a hush annotated. There's a hush oversized. There's a hush absolute. I, I, I just maybe think they've hit a wall where like maybe they're getting diminishing returns on putting these books out. Like, you know, you know, we did that story a little while back where dark night uh, returns was going to come out three different ways within right. a year. And I think maybe they're like, pump the brakes. Like, we're not... You, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not working. So, but...
1: I don't know. And, and right, and that thing, I just, uh, just a puzzling thing is seeing a Batman thing get canceled was very odd to me. In the list right. of things that get canceled, you know? mm mm-hmm. Uh, w- What was one of them that we talked about a week or so ago? When the Adam Hughes collection gets canceled? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, that was that's par for the course. You solicited that book with no intentions of actually printing it, you know.
0: <laughs> what?
1: That's what it seems sometimes. I'm just saying. You're,
0: you're gonna get Adam Hughes mad at you.
1: I like Adam Hughes, but you know this is more of a DC thing. It's not like Adam Hughes is printing and binding these himself in his garage. Unless he is, then you know I, I
0: throw say blame more power on him to you. Mm-hmm. Now he's drawn them by hand.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, they don't do live animation there Todd it's very it's very much strained on the animators wrists it is so in good dc news uh in a story again uh that we talked about a few months ago where as part of the comicsology unlimited that you can get uh digital stuff of a lot of the different publishers you know marvel has their own separate thing uh, where it's just the Marvel books, you pay your monthly subscription fee, and that's that. Comixology had their thing, where it's a bunch of different indie creators. They added DC to it. Well, DC just recently announced that they've added more stuff to what their current selection was. Uh They plan that by the end of the first quarter, 2019, they hope to have double the amount of books that are going to be in there, that are currently in there. Uh They are going to be on top uh, with Weekly adding additional... uh stuff of the current run of action comics, the Scott Snyder Batman, Batman Incorporated, uh, the full runs of stuff like Gotham Central, Flashpoint, uh, Batman War of Jokes and Riddles, Omega Men, Static Shock, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, Superman for All Seasons, and then of course they have further down the line Grant Morrison's Animal Man, uh, the most recent Aquaman stuff, Gail Simone's Batgirl, Batman Hush, there you go. There's that Batman Year One, of course. Ah, uh, Forever Evil, the Jeff Johns David Goyer JSA, uh, the Jeff Johns Gary Frank Superman Secret Origin, amongst many other things.
0: Maybe that's where you're getting your Hush.
1: Maybe that. Maybe it's the stuff that they have rep- rep- reprinted in physical media that they're moving over to the digital side. And it, and I'll tell you, man, this is something that. We have been asking for for years, you know, maybe since Marvel first released their whole uh, digital platform that we've Mm -hmm. been asking for DC to do it. And now they finally are and they're being proactive about it and they're continually adding stuff to it. And I ask you, the listeners, if you have signed up for it for this and you've gone through any of the DC stuff, let us know. How the interface is, you know, is stuff like correctly organized, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this, this has anything to do with DC Universe that, you know, the online streaming or?
1: Um, yes, this is, and again, my apologies. If I said that this was the
0: complexology com- comi- the
1: thing, DC. my apologies. This is the DC Universe thing. Okay. My apologies. I, I'm going to put a retraction in with that. Okay. But yes, yeah, so the DC Universe thing. Not the comicsology thing, the DC Universe thing. If you have that and you're accessing the books through there, let us know how all that looks and works and flows out. Like, is everything in the correct order? Do it, does it link to things and crossovers correctly? All that sort of stuff. Right. Yes, the DC Universe side of things.
0: No problem. <laughs> Thank you, you told for me correcting to correct me. you when I. Yes, you tell me to correct you when it happens. Yes.
1: I get stuff wrong enough on the on the show. Let's not let it linger for longer than we're talking about it. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Uh, so in a in a more packed news segment than I thought, let's get over to the conventions this weekend. Now I do want to mention there is a convention this weekend. Uh, it is the North Texas Comic Book Show in Dallas, Texas, and it's a straight up comic book show. No media guests. Tons of big-name classic creators uh, from Dennis Cowan, uh, Al Milgram, Graham Nolan, uh, Tony Isabella, Larry Hama, Neil Adams, and then they're advertising this as a big Craven's Last Hunt reunion as Jam Dematis, Bob McLeod, and Mike Zeck are going to be there as well, like doing a panel as well.
0: That's pretty sweet.
1: The reason I say this with a caveat is... A majority of the websites that I've gone, to, the the, more, the majority of the browsers that I've gone to to access this site, pop up all sorts of crazy spam things, expired certificates, all sorts of crazy stuff. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes, but I, I say beware when clicking.
0: <laughs> Buyer beware.
1: Buyer beware. I I did tweet at them about this, and I didn't get a response. So we'll we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> Their computers down. Too much spyware. <laughs>
1: So w- while you're over there, check out the show notes, of course. Be sure to check out all the other shows in the soon-to-be-named network, uh, whether it be past episodes of this show, uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, which has the debut of the 2019 scam Al's Gals, <laughs> where we discuss the little-known Happy Days uh, spin-off Blansky's Beauties and where that fits into the, great e- the greater Gary Marshall uh, shared universe.
0: Uh, wibbly wobbly but anyway
1: oh boy Uh, we also have Podvocacy we have Wrestling on the Edge of Forever we have Puzzle Warriors 3 uh, we have Profane Argument when any or all of these shows come up or these folks from these shows appear on other shows and they remind me uh, I put it up on the site soonvenamednetwork.com soonvenamednetwork.tumblr.com be sure to check out any and all of these other shows uh, the mandate is going out that everyone in, introduce themselves at the beginning of the show if they're <laughs> not already doing it. I'm Todd. <laughs> I'm going to break their thumbs if they don't. Right. Now, we do have some digital sales, of course, going on. The freebies are the same as they've been. Before I eat my words, let me just make sure. <laughs> <'Cause sometimes, laughs>
0: let me correct you, Joe. <laughs> sometimes,
1: and again, yes, Thank, uh, thankfully I checked. Because they were not different at 6 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday, but they are different now.
0: <laughs> we'll
1: get right back to those.
0: You're on a streak today. Oh, boy.
1: So, uh, digital sales, uh, the Image Criminal and More sale is still going on for another few days. Uh, Dynamite is having a sale on Red Sonia stuff, and hey, that Gail Simone run is one of the best runs of a comic book, mm-hmm. I would say, maybe in the last 10 years. Right. Uh, Boom is having a sale on... It's called Heroines of Boom Studios. A lot of their female-led books. Female creators as well. Marvel is having two sales. One is Star Wars Tales of the Old Republic. That means based off the good movies. Uh... (laughs) Doctor Strange, I guess, is reaching issue four hundred this week.
0: So is it ha- really?
1: He certainly is. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if they're counting all the various miniseries. Is is is? I I don't even want to know how they got to that number. I'll take. I'll let Marvel have that one.
0: I hope they have a, a bloated price point on mm. it too.
1: That certainly won't chase people away. Uh, <laughs> DC is having a sale called Tales from Outer Space. Uh, and again, it's a loose thing. It's mostly looks like a lot of crossover stuff. I'm not really sure how Forever Evil was a cosmic story, but hey. Uh, the Tom King Omega Men is in there for a super duper cheap price. Uh, let me look to see what else is in here that jumps out. Uh, Sinestro Corps War. I can't, pa- I-, I can't not mention that. Uh, <laughs> that entire run of the Sinestro Corps War... Um, does not include the issue of Blue Beetle, but it's the, uh, sp- the, the one special plus the issues of Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core for six bucks. Uh, one of my favorite runs on a comic book ever. Uh, Grant Morrison Justice League number one. Uh, sometimes called New World Order. It's the one with the introduction of the White Martians into the DC Universe.
0: I'm wondering if that's the first appearance of White Martians, or I don't remember if that's you know, something that's changed. It's definitely the first, like,
1: prominent appearance of the White Martians, you know? Right, right. Uh, that's really good. I highly recommend that. Uh, some of the Mark Wade, Barry Kits and Legion stuff is available in this. Uh, and then they have some of the, the, uh, the DC superhero girl stuff included in this as well, and that was a lot of fun. Offer younger readers, if you're looking for something for them, of course. Be sure to check that sort of stuff out. And then, on the freebie side, we have the following. We have something called Cosmic Powers, starring Thanos.
0: I remember that.
1: We have Soldier X, which is when Deadpool was uh, not the social media juggernaut that he is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had to change his name from being Deadpool for some reason to Soldier X. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Uh, Cable was Soldier X. My apologies. Deadpool was some other stupid name.
0: I don't remember any of that. Uh, but okay. No, okay. And, and so by the...
1: It was at the time when they changed Cable to Soldier X, Deadpool to something that I can't remember right now that I'll check, and X-Force to X-Static.
0: I remember that. And just for the record, White Martians were created by uh, Grant Morrison and Howard Porter. So I'm guessing it was in Justice League One.
1: So they changed um, Deadpool, Cable, and X-Force. N- the their names printed on the cover of their books, mm-hmm. allegedly at the time due to a creator dispute with Rob Liefeld okay um let me look to see here i'm looking for what the deadpool name was
0: you you know what i would have done oh deadpool was
1: deadpool became agent x
0: Ah, what i would have done was put red trunks on them all oh and then they're a slightly different character and you don't have to play rob
1: right so it was allegedly during a line-wide revamp of the (laughs) x-men characters quote-unquote Uh, like I said, Agent uh, – uh, Deadpool, Agent X, Cable, Soldier X, and X-Force becomes x And uh, like I said, it was – and then like they changed for like three years and then just like three years later, everything just changed back, right? It mm-hmm. uh, was never really revealed why, but there was a lot of speculation that there might have been some hurt feelings regarding who owned those names, and they just changed the names over to kind of say to Rob, like, hey, we're not printing these characters or your names and stuff on them. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Check out an interesting time in cable's history, uh, but also check out an interesting time in comics' history uh, with issues one of Darkhawk from 1991. <laughs> And also from 1991, Sleepwalker.
0: The concussion kid. Because mm-hmm. he had to go to sleep, so he had a lot of bangs to the head.
1: Well, it, I don't know if it was during this run or another run when they called it Sandman Done Right.
0: Oh, don't get me started <laughs> on that when one. Oh, when I read that quote, I lost my mind.
1: <laughs> and actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was when Robert Kirkman had taken over the book. Oh. For a very short period of time. Surprisingly, Todd, you'd be, again, you'd be surprised that Sleepwalker was not a hit.
0: All I know is I remember when Robert Kirkman left and they, as they told him, don't let the door hit you in the butt the way out and you'll never, you'll never make anything of yourself, not at Marvel. Oh. Oof.
1: Everybody gets one, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, all that stuff will be over in the show notes, of course. Digital sales, digital freebies, all that sort of stuff. Let's get into what we've read from this past week, Todd. Uh, let's start with the bo- book that we are both most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, written by Donnie Cate, with art by Jeffrey Shaw. The team... Uh, that brought you, uh, that Thanos, uh, tail end. You know, it was the tail end of the Jeff Lemire run, essentially. It was its own little mini-series that begat Cosmic Ghost Rider and then begat us to where we are today.
0: Yes. Um, basically, the book starts out with Star Fox, that's Thanos' brother, uh, having a, get, gathered together these group of people for what we think is Thanos', um uh, will and testament, because that's what he had left in one of the previous, uh, uh, Donnie K- I think it was the Thanos Annual, but, uh, that's where this picks up from. But it's actually not his, uh, will. It's him saying that basically, hey, you know what? Y'all thought you got rid of me by dying, me dying somehow, if, if you're listening to this, I'm dead. But just so you know, I had a backup plan. My, my mind's in somebody else's body. So, good luck finding them. So, Star Fox has got this group, which is a group of people he thinks are like-minded who are like, we better, we better just take this threat out first before Thanos gets his a foothold again. So they're deciding we should, you know, you know basically murder whoever Thanos has taken over. While that's going on, we find that Groot and uh, Star-Lord together in uh, the new ship, because they don't have a, they don't have the Milano anymore. They have the Rider, which I can get behind. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and they're looking for nowhere, and that's missing the Celestial Head, that was the base of operations for past Guardians of the Galaxy groups. While this is going on, uh, the uh, we find out that the Black Order has taken over the Celestial Head and has attacked the the group to get Thanos' body back. Things go completely sideways. And Quill ends up finding some of that said group uh, who were at the meeting and they get on his ship and through a series of events, he declares them the Guardians of the Galaxy because the Nova Corps is hunting them and they basically have gotten together and I guess they're going to, you know, figure out what's going on with Thanos and be the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just a quick recap of it. And also, there's something going on with Rocket that we're not 100% sure of because he's not around and nobody wants to talk about it. But I really enjoyed this issue because it gave me flashbacks to Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw's uh, Thanos run, um, which is by far one of the best Thanos runs after Jim Starlin I've ever read. So, right off the bat, it gives me good vibes. And I'm looking, I, I'm happy to see some of the group that's here. And I just want to see where it goes. I think this is a great you know, starting issue. To We ha, we get everything that we pretty much need except for the one mystery, which it's supposed to be. And here we go, off and running, and I'm looking forward to it. And beautiful art by uh, Jeff Shaw.
1: Well, a couple uh, two mysteries, but let's get into this uh, right off okay. the bat. Great first issue. Mm-hmm. Fantastic first issue. Everything you need to know about this is in this issue. Mm-hmm. If you were reading other stuff, that's great, but the stuff that you weren't reading, they fill you in on. What's going on with Gamora? They explain it to you. Why is Thanos dead? They explain it to you. You know, they explain everything to you that you need in this one issue. So this is how all first issues, in my opinion, should be. Secondly, Thanos gets killed, but his consciousness is out there in someone else's body. Great rib, if you could pull it off. Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a classic rib. It's not like uh, padlocking your your bags to the the floor of the gym that you guys are doing the show But I'd say if you could pull this one off, that one's just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the team building of this, where it's a, a se- essentially a team building out of necessity, which is kind of how the Amnet and Lanning Gardens of the Galaxy run came together. Mm-hmm. Where this was not like, we got the best of the best. It was like, who's around? Quick goat thinking, let's get these guys together. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. And obviously, yes, we have the mystery of... Uh, Well, again, we have multiple mysteries. One, we have the mystery of where is Thanos' conscious, right? Mm -hmm. Two, we have the reveal at the end of the issue, and I don't think it's a huge surprise, but we're not going to spoil it here, of course, of who the Black Order is working for and what their plan with Thanos' body is.
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say too much there. I was trying to, you know.
1: Right. Again, Black Order's working for someone. If you think about it, you can figure it out, but we're not going to be the ones to tell you. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's the mystery of what happened to Rocket. Now, I have a question for you. And, again, I'm not on Twitter as much these days for a variety of reasons. But is Groot saying, I am Groot, and we as the reader are now understanding what he's saying for the purpose of the story? Or is Groot no longer saying, I am Groot, and he is just speaking like a normal person?
0: I don't know, but what I've heard from Twitter Mm -hmm. is that during this infinity whatever that's going on, I I don't know like where. At some point Groot and Star-Lord were merged, Ah, so they're implying that Star-Lord can understand Groot, so maybe we're understanding Groot through Star-Lord, if that makes any sense. It does. And where everybody else might end up hearing him say, I am Groot. But to make things easier, uh Donny Cates is just writing Groot so we can understand him while he's talking to uh to to Starlet. Uh, so we don't have to do the whole thing where Han always talked, when he was talking with Chewie in the movies. What's that, Chewbacca? Why am I twisting this? Because it has to, you know, turn on the hyperdrive. And then he'd growl and then he'd be, well, what was that you said, Chewbacca? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think sometimes it's easier. Maybe he's, he's easier for him to write that way.
1: Right. So let me actually do this to bother the poor man mm-hmm. as we're recording the show. I um, think
0: someone may have asked him on Twitter already.
1: You've been asked this numerous times. However, in the new guardians can we the reader understand groot no longer just says i am groot or can only star lord understand him And others cannot. Thanks. And keep up the good work. Let me fix all my spelling.
0: Did he answer you back
1: yet? No, I just hit tweet right now.
0: And also, I would just like to say, as you were talking, um, how the group was mashed together a la the, the Abnett Landing. There should be absolutely no friction there, right? At any point, because these ragtag group are just made to be together. And the other thing we said, Thanos' rib is great. What if Thanos' rib is, I'm just going to tell everybody this, and I'm not around anymore, but it's just going to create chaos. <laughs> Would it be the even better rib for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, I long to see where this is going to go. Yes. Uh, I thought this was, like I said, a, a great first issue. And it's good to see uh, Cosmic Ghostwriter drawn again by uh, Jeff Shaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, did you read Naomi number one? I did not read Naomi number
1: okay. one. Okay. Uh, so, another great. Uh first issue written by it's credited to David F Walker and Brian Michael Bendis. Excuse me. Uh with art by Jamal Campbell. Now, I've brought this up before going all the way back to Secret Warriors at Marvel from the late, you know, 2000s. Which is, you know, weird that we say these, you know, late 2000s at this point.
0: we old comics. Right. Uh,
1: Where it was Jonathan Hickman uh, writing the book, Bendis' name was on the book, in hopes to sell the book as well. Um, Now, I don't know if that's what's going on here, because this definitely does feel like there's a lot of Bendis tropes in this book, and I don't recall if a lot of that stuff was in Secret Warriors, uh, when Bendis first took it over, but I do remember him doing interviews essentially saying like, yeah, yeah, I I had the idea, but Hickman's writing it. You know, my name's still on there because my name sells. Nobody knows who Jonathan Hickman was at the time. And, uh, I think people do know who David F. Walker is. He's been writing more and more stuff, uh, not only at DC, but tons of other places as well. Um, you know, most notably he's currently writing the Cyborg book that's going on, uh, Uh, I think he was doing stuff over at Marvel. He was doing the Power Man and Iron Fist book? Uh,
0: I'll have to take your word for it, that one. I don't know.
1: Okay. Uh, So the lead character in this book is Naomi, who's just a regular uh, teenage girl. And, you know, in the DC Universe, people, regular folks, norms, if you will, are fans of the superheroes. And in her little, small, sleepy... uh, Northwestern Seattle esque town, Superman shows up uh, in a battle with Mongol, and like literally the battle crashes through for ten seconds, but it's the talk and it's the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. Naomi notices that it's not being picked up by any other media outlets. And why is it not being picked up by other media outlets? And while this is going on, it's the talk of the school where friends are talking about it, and then somebody says How come Superman never shows up to clean up his mistakes? And then, later that day, Superman shows up to help clean up the mess he created in fighting Mongol. That also doesn't get reported outside of this small, sleepy town in northwestern United States. Mm -hmm. Naomi starts to dig a little bit further, wondering why this particular appearance of Superman to save the day isn't being picked up. You know, superheroes do super things all the time, but this is Superman. How come stuff here isn't getting picked up? And she starts to dig into it. And she finds out that Superman actually visited their specific town one time previously before. And therein expands the mystery of our lead character. Okay. And by that, I say, I really like this book. Um, I got it because it's part of the Wonderline and I didn't love Young Justice, as we had discussed it here on the show a week or two ago, and mm-hmm. I wanted to give this a try. You know, I'm, I'm willing to try a lot more newer stuff, as Todd and I have both lamented, both privately and publicly. You know, we've been seeing some cuts and some trims and some stuff on our uh, pull list, and, like, I'm always good to try a new number one, right? And I thought this was really good, and I definitely think it was worth your time. So much so, uh, the digital code that they give me in the book, I'm going to give to whoever the first listener to grab this is. So, wherever it is that you go to redeem these DC codes, I think it's like readdc.com. Okay. Let me look to make sure.
0: Did, uh, what's-his-face get back to you? Not yet. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, right, so if you go to readdc.com, uh, you could redeem this code DCA17RG64WP, as in Peter, C, as in cat, V, as in victory. And you could try Naomi number one on us.
0: Hold on, let me go to a website really quick.
1: Stop it, you don't know how to work the internet.
0: I don't. You caught me.
1: <laughs> Red-handed. Uh, but yeah, I really like this. Uh this was a, a like a maybe book that was not originally on my ongoing pull list and after I read the first issue, I got put on my pull list. Oh, cool. So I I I'm here for this one. I I recommend checking it out. That's why I'm passing the passing along to somebody else.
0: The savings on to the listener. That's right. Um now is this so basically what you're saying is this whole comic is about fake news?
1: Hmm. It's about fake news. No, it's not about fake news.
0: It's about um, re. Go ahead.
1: The mystery is. Like I said, the mystery of the thing is why, in the three different times that Superman has shown up to save the day or clean up his mess in this town, it does not get reported by the other media outlets. Like, right. it doesn't get covered as national news as whenever Superman does anything else anywhere else.
0: Gotcha. Is it
1: someone in the media trying to hide things or is it something about the town?
0: Hmm. I'm just going to chalk it up to fake news until I read it.
1: Gotcha. That's a good that's a good thing that most people do. So I think you should do it as well. <laughs> Now, that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern Time or so, sometimes earlier if there's pending disaster of doom storms on the horizon, uh, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, however it is that you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out. Uh, Todd and I are attempting to guess, as we always do, what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, Todd is in the lead with uh, with four correct guesses. I have three correct guesses. Let's see if we can narrow the gap here today. Looking at your books, Todd, I'm going to guess the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Mysteries of Love in Space, number one.
0: It is not. Oh,
1: you button hooked me. You're always a I, I sucker did. for those like big, weird anthology books.
0: I am, I really am, until I kept seeing the ads, well, not ads, but, like, tweets or whatever, for Heroes in Crisis number five.
1: Ah, okay.
0: And they keep saying, Ted and Booster have a plan, and I'm like... I'm all in anytime those words flash across my screen is, is blue and gold are up to something. Mm-hmm. I will tune in and I'm very worried because like, you know, the whole uh, heroes and crisis things going on that they're going to darken up blue and gold and I don't want that. So I want to see where that's going. Um, and it's definitely not the book that I'm looking forward to is amazing spider asterisk man number 14.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that.
0: I put that in there as a gentle rib to my good buddy, Joe.
1: See, now you've pointed out to me, I'm compelled to fix it.
0: I know. I know what I'm doing. Would you like me to look over your books while uh, you're fixing that? Sure. Okay. Is the book you're looking forward to most also Heroes in Crisis number five?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. Sassafras.
0: Where is that from?
1: That's uh, the not-offensive impersonation of people uh, making fun of uh, good old JR. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I I tweeted that at you the other day, yeah.
0: Right, and I was like, is this a a Sylvester the cat thing or something?
1: No. No. So I've gone ahead and updated the list. I've gone ahead and updated you not putting an asterisk in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And now all is right with the world. So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, uh, you'll never see Todd's mistake that he made in putting an asterisk in the middle of Spider and Man just to upset me. Uh, but what, what you will see is past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, the 2017 Smash Sensation, Todd and Joe Have Issues, uh, as well as all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, uh, on the internet together with a smattering of At Oz with Wrestling, which came out early this week. As a recap of the NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble events, uh, they get a separate plug in this part of the show, not with the rest of the shows. Because, you know, it's a show I'm on, so I get special treatment. Uh, another way that you could specially treat us is by clicking on our store and buying uh, some of our fancy merchandise with our fancy logo on it, created by DC Comic. Artist extraordinaire Tom Dorenick, whether it be a shirt, a pin, or a sticker, or all three, whatever suits your fancy, you can check them out there. If you already have those things or you don't want them for whatever reason, you can purchase pretty much anything else to your heart's content. Not a DVD box set of Blansky's Beauty, sadly, <laughs> through our Amazon click-through across the top of the page. It uh, does not cost you anything extra. It gives us a little bit of a kickback on the back end. They call it an advertising fee. I call it something that makes Todd happy.
0: Yes, and I need to be happy more.
1: Uh, Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon uh, click-through this past week were someone purchased Volume 2 of The Wicked and the Divine, the Image comic book. Uh, Somebody also purchased a huge bunch of uh, kind of vintage-style postcards, whether it be uh, stuff that has Marvel comic stuff on it, whether it has DC comic stuff on it, whether it has video game stuff on it. Somebody purchased a whole bunch of things. I'm not sure if it was for a project or whatever it is, but we do thank you either way. Uh, somebody also purchased the recently released on Blu-ray uh, redo, if you will, of the animated Reign of the Supermen over from the DC animated projects. And somebody also purchased an anti-snoring chin strap. Most effective stop snoring solution by easy sleep. And that's easy wise sleep. Oh, and
0: it's a handy sleeper. mm,
1: And I recommend you, the listener to go check out what that looks like. And that can't be comfortable in sleeping in that thing. And I pity, I, my heart goes out to the man or woman who purchased that item for themselves and has to sleep in that monstrosity. So his expecting wife and two children can sleep at night
0: wow sounds like a lot of impertinent information in that a
1: very statement. specific thank you yes uh so again thank you very much for clicking through uh all of your purchases mean a lot to both myself and mostly to todd <laughs> uh so uh todd did we have any art attacks this week
0: we did your your good co-host adam? sent it what adam Yes, he sent in uh his boomerang postcard from Steve Lieber um with very like just full of information on in his tweet. Mm-hmm. Um but no it he was He should from- teach classes how to tweet. He should. Um but basically, uh, Steve Lieber was uh, taking requests for uh, postcard size commissions for a small donation to a charity. Um, he was doing uh, a few and then got inundated on the first day for $10. Uh, I basically told a bunch of people I knew about it uh, and Adam ended up getting one. Then he did it the next day or so for $20. He upped the price and was only going to do 6 And he may do more again. So if you are fan and are interested you can uh keep an eye out that he's going to probably be doing more of those but he got a pretty sweet uh boomerang postcard. I I like that.
1: Uh I got mine a little late. Did you get uh yours yet or no?
0: I did not get one. Oh okay. Because I ended up uh long story short by the time I found my my credit card because i had misplaced it he had shut down like he only was like that's i'm i'm capping it today and then the second day that he did it i was like ah well i'll try it another time so
1: i'll keep my eyes peeled and let you know Mm -hmm. just like you let me know
0: i'm good like that
1: Mm -hmm. so i think that covers everything outside of tv talk eh
0: yeah, I think we just have some talk of TV.
1: Alright, so everyone, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Long Bucks Heroes After Dark, episode 435. We're going to talk about The Flash from last week. Uh, so if you didn't watch or you don't care, we bid you adieu. Thanks for checking us out. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, get into uh the Flash from this past week. Mm-hmm. I know at the top of the show I said The Flash was back, and I know we had an episode last week, but The Flash was barely in it. Hey Todd, The Flash was in this episode.
0: Mm, I guess he wasn't filming Supergirl that day.
1: <laughs> and it, it's a marked difference between the episodes that have Barry in them and the episodes that do not have Barry in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, this episode, uh, you know, Cicada's plan is in full effect. Uh, the nurse from the hospital where his daughter is, uh, has a stoolie, a stool pigeon, if you will, a stooge inside the police force, who gives, uh, him a list of of metas for him to go around and kill, of course, with his blind rage that he has to kill all metas. Mm-hmm. Uh, also while Caitlin is helping Cisco, who is off-site this week, uh, but don't worry, R- Ralph is back.
0: <laughs> right. Uh,
1: but as Caitlin is attempting to help Cisco, who's not there, with his metagene cure, Killer Frost is consciously yet subconsciously uh, stopping Caitlin from continuing her research, and of course Sherlock Wells continues his pesky investigations as the mystery behind what is up uh,
0: with Nora. Right.
1: So I thought this was a really good episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Um, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought there was some, you know, some once again that. Some interesting choices in their acting. Okay. Um, like again with Cicada and I think Killer Frost was trying to ham it up in a few scenes. Um, and I like that, but I just think that they don't have the the, the panache of Legends of Tomorrow when they ham it up.
1: I was going to make the joke that she's angling for a guest spot on Legend of Tomorrow acting like that.
0: And right. It's uh, always so
1: weird to me that sometimes they put the weird effect on her Killer Frost voice and sometimes they don't. Right. And there's no real – and it's not just this episode. It's all the time. Like, sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't. There's no rhyme or reason as to why they do it and why they don't. they just like, I don't know, today we'll do it, tomorrow we won't.
0: It's almost like it's it's a choice by the director – I like, guess I don't know. I don't know, but um, also in that we got uh, the one thing that I did kind of like in this is we got to see some reoccurring, like we saw Peekaboo again, um, you know, a rogue that didn't like you know up and leave because they they had other things to do in uh, other shows, like that terrible Captain Cold actor. Um, how dare but, you? How dare I? If he's gonna walk away from my Flash TV show, he's gonna get bad mouthed. Um, but I just, I kind of like that. I think, like, we've off too many villains and, and stuff like that, and so we get to see them, and I like that plan. We got to see the, uh, the, the good side of Snake Eye or whatever his name is. But, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a good episode, especially after last, uh, la- the last episode, the Flashlight episode. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I thought it was only okay. I didn't think it was great. That's about
1: it. And we didn't talk about a major plot point in this as well. In one of the battles with Cicada, he grabs Nora and gives her a dreaded kidney spine punch, which cripples her. (laughs) Right. And because he had previously stabbed her with his dagger, which has dark matter in it, it slowed her healing process. And that gave us, like... A commercial break's worth of, will she be able to heal herself? Of course she will be able to heal herself. Caitlin's like, yeah, just going to take a little bit extra time. You speedsters are so impatient when you're healing. Get mm-hmm. over it. And then by the like, by the next commercial break, she was up and walking around, and the next commercial break, she was back to being excess. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like such a weird fake out in the middle of the episode, but I will say this. That fight scene I thought was really cool because it's very rare on even the Flash, which is more of a brighter and cheerier show than your arrows and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's so rare to see that many of the characters doing battle in full costume in natural light. Right. I thought it looked really cool.
0: What, it's supposed to be dark and rainy when they fight?
1: Right, it's dark and rainy, or they're in a warehouse, or they're underground, or they're at Star Labs, or whatever it is. So it's really stuck out to me of them all in their costumes, all having this battle in broad daylight, and I'm like, oh, this looks really good, I like this!
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. But, I don't know, I think we just need more of Cicada looking angry and breathing heavy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Again, uh, the jock guy from American Pie, even though they're trying to sell him as this big threat, you know, I still see the guy from American Pie every time I look at him.
0: Right. And don't we really, at this point, just go, Eobard's the big bad of the season? <laughs> like, even though we haven't seen him for most of it? It's like, he just shows up and you're like, Uh, eh, there's, no there's no way Cicada's a bigger bad than Eobard. Like, right. you're just waiting for it. So, I don't
1: know. So, the other thing I want to mention is, is in his interrogations of uh, Nora, Sherlock is asking about, like, doing, like, going into the Speed Force with her to mm-hmm. travel to wherever it is that uh, she's from, like, the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, is that how they're going to bring Eobard to our time? That he's somehow going to get swapped with Sherlock.
0: I don't know. What if Sherlock is really Eobard Hmm. from the past or the future? I think we would have seen more
1: to clue us into that by now.
0: I I agree. I don't know. I just think uh, Sherlock Wells wants to go to the future for something. Like you said, I don't know if that's what it's going to be, but... And swap with Eobard, but it's a possibility. Right,
1: but because he handwriting experts uh Nora's notes and sees that there's a second person who's also been writing in that notebook that she has.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously it's like, okay, there's a mastermind behind this. It's not just her acting alone. So now I need to really figure out what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to see what happens with all of this.
0: Me too. I, I, you know, it's Flash. I'm in for the long haul. Yes. It's Arrow. I'm petering out on. So after seven seasons, I'm like, ugh.
1: <laughs> That's on you, man. I, uh, yep. I gave up on that a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I, as I always say, I have sweat equity in Arrow. So
1: I almost made it to the end of the first season, and I've seen the episodes that all cross over with uh, Flash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Flash is still good. Don't listen to anybody else.
0: I'm not going to argue with you. Uh,
1: I'm not saying you. I'm saying there's other people out there that decry the good name of the Flash.
0: I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I got you. I'm mopping what you're spilling.
1: The internet.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Super long show today. Mm-hmm. Not really. We're good. No, no. I know. I looked at. The, I'm watching the clock. As uh, I you
1: happens. you watch the clock. You watch your uh, Pokemon Cube clock that you got in the mail today. Oh, no! Wait, that was somebody I else.
0: I wish I had two of them.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah, what would you do if you had two of them?
0: <laughs> I would do things and then cover it with things.
1: <laughs> All right, before
0: this starts getting
1: filthy, we got to put the explicit tag on it. This has been episode 435 of Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe saying thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see y'all here next
0: week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop!